What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Band Chats. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode and that is with Kilo World Champion Sprinter and he even spent some time on the road with Rabobank back in the day and that is Teo Boss. We sit down and we chat about how the sport has changed, what's going on in his life, where does he see himself going in the sport, if any further, and uh, yeah, we chat a little bit about that, we dive into the Olympics for 2021, and so on. But uh, anyways, enough of me rambling, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. This episode is made possible thanks to Spot. Spot is an insurance company for active individuals. And guys, I know you're already turned off the moment I said it was insurance, but you really gotta listen up. Because for as little as $25 a month, you can be covered up to $20,000 per injury. So that means if you go out and you get hurt on your bike, you do something crazy, you do some jump that your buddy was telling you to do, and uh, you break a collarbone or something nuts, Spot will cover you. No deductible, you're covered. So check them out at croom.getspot.com. That's croom.getspot.com. And uh, yeah, get your quote today. So go to croom.getspot.com. This episode is also made possible by Bike Hardcore. Guys, you have no reason to have a dirty bike with companies like Bike Hardcore around because they provide the best products for you to clean your bikes. They even have this foaming sprayer that they sell and it's it's super simple. You just pump it up and you spray soap all over your bike. You get it all sudsy, you wipe it down and the next thing you know you have the cleanest bike. It's brand new. So check them out at bikehardcore.com. That's bikehardcore.com. You can even use code CROOM at checkout and get 10% off your first order. This episode is also made possible by Twisted Spoke Apothecary. Guys, if you haven't already, you need to check out Twisted Spoke Apothecary. They make some of the best CBD oil that I've ever used, and they've recently come out with the nighttime tincture, which uh, does its job. It literally puts you right to sleep, and you have some of the best sleep and recovery for the next day. And uh, yeah, they also have this chamois cream that's infused with a little bit of CBD oil, which helps me ride for the longest amount of times. I even used it in this week's Unbound Gravel, and uh, yeah, it was it was perfect. It's exactly what I needed. So all you have to do is go to twistedspokeapothecary.com, use code CROOM10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's CROOM10 at twistedspokeapothecary.com. What's going on, guys? Well, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Event Chats. I'm sitting here with Tail Boss, um, decorated sprinter, and even decorated road cyclist. Um, but yeah, now went back to sprinting, and now I'm the current owner of his old bike. And uh, I thought, you know, while buying his bike, I might as well try to get him on a podcast. Anyways, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. I just uh, finished training and uh, yeah, I had a good day. It's sunny weather uh, outside and yeah. uh, I had a good session. So I feel good. And um, yeah, the, the, the goals are not super big anymore. I don't go to Olympics this year. Yeah, unfortunately, but um, I will. I have uh, European championships uh, in a month. Sweet. So yeah, I'm training for that. It's a uh, it's a little bit less uh, uh, big of a goal, but um, still, I'm I really enjoy working towards that goal. No, that's awesome. Yeah, before we, before we dive too deep into like where you're at now, especially like with all the coronavirus stuff, that had to like uproot selection and all kinds of stuff. Let's get to know <clears throat> you a little bit more, because like um, like I said, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I grew up I grew up watching you, but but at this time you had transferred to the road. Um, you were you you know junior kilo world champion, but 
made this huge transfer to the road. And, and you're probably one of the only cyclists to date that has made these big transitions. I mean, so how did that happen yeah. and why did you do that and where did it all start? Um, well, I started cycling uh, when I was nine year old, nine year old. And yeah. um, I was a, I was a road cyclist at that time. And uh, I was national champion with the with, uh, yeah with the younger uh, yeah, uh, younger categories yeah and um, uh, yeah I was uh, I was quite successful on the road at that time but when I was uh, 15 16 17 years old I also um, was looking at the at the track and at that time uh, you had the world championships in Berlin in '99. The Olympics in in Sydney sprint with uh, with Marty Nordstein uh, becoming Olympic champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at that, and um, my current trainer at that time uh, was a, also a trainer at the Rabobank, and he was also there at the Olympics in Sydney, and he saw I was also yeah I was a, a a good sprinter and also maybe good for the track for the kilo. Yeah. So he said uh, maybe you should give that a try as well. And uh, I did. So I did at that time, uh, there was 2000. I did uh, some track races and a national coach to- uh, brought me to the, uh, to the World Championships juniors. And there I did everything like a team pursuit, a sprint, kilo, uh, everything. Yeah. And, uh, and the kilo and the sprint I liked the most. Uh, I finished, uh, I, I don't know, I did I think 108 in the kilo. Um, I was eight or something uh, behind uh, Mark Renshaw. He won. He won yeah. uh, the kilo there. But I really, I really liked that uh, that event. And then uh, I said, okay, next year is the World's uh, Junior Worlds in, in T Town, and I go fully focus on, on that. And uh, that's what I did. Um, uh, that year, I went to. Uh, I did yeah, some good kilos, but in t-town that was the first kilo that year i did a really good time yeah uh, and i won with three hundredths of a second uh Jeez. over a french frenchman yeah so yeah then i was world champion and then uh, the national coach uh, said to me um okay uh yeah it's, it's going really well i want to take you to mexico it's in two weeks uh to the world cup there and um, uh, do you want to go? I said, yeah, of course. It's in Mexico City. It's super fast track. Yeah. And uh, but then he said, that then you have to stay here two weeks in T Town uh, by yourself. I find some people for you. You can stay with. And then you fly <laughs> from here. You have to fly to Mexico by yourself. Oh. Wow. And uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's try it. And he found some people um, in the in the, in the stands there. Uh, yeah, uh, people who were watching the, the racing, and uh, he asked them, uh, "Is it okay uh, you take some yeah rider from me uh, in the house for two weeks?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. They, he can stay with us." And wow. so yeah, I, I I stayed with two weeks with total strangers, <laughs> <laughs> and and in the end uh, they were yeah really lovely people and they really took care of me really well. And yeah. uh, they they brought me to the velodrome, and uh, I trained with with Marty. Was there also training? Um, yeah, was uh, it, I was seventeen at the time, so it was uh, all quite new for me. And for sure, uh, it was good for me to to learn. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, to have a new experience. Yeah, and the training went well. And then I fly from Newark 
to Mexico City. Yeah. And um, I did 105.5 in, in T-Town. And I did uh, then in Mexico City, I did 102.5. And that was oh. that time a junior world record. Yeah. So no, that's, from- that was a big deal. What gear were you on? I think, I think that's the crazier thing. In 2001, what gear did you ride? I think on the junior worlds was uh, 4914. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't isn't, know in inches. Isn't that crazy to think about though? Like you you think about the gears that we're riding now. Like if we put a 94 inch gear on, like Yeah. I mean, that that was race gear back in the day. That was the gear. Yeah. And yeah. Now it's yeah. like no no nothing less than 120. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's 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 uh yeah. If we knew then what we knew now, no, now, yeah, of yeah. course. But it's it's always the case, you know. Even probably in in ten years or twenty years, we look back, and yeah, we find out some things we do at this moment are also not super smart, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a, I think directly the the thing you need to do uh, as a good athlete. You have to be ahead of your time. Try to yeah. be ahead of your time all the time. And only a few times in in yeah in sports history or cycling history that happens. I think if you look back and you see, for example, uh, Chris Boardman becoming Olympic champion in 1992, um, you know, on his Lotus bike and his position and everything, his gear. Yeah, th- that's way ahead of of time. You know, like everything yeah. is perfect. If you if you look to the rules we know now about aerodynamics and yeah stuff like that yeah he's yeah he's quite far ahead of his time yeah no it's it's wild so where does the transition from you becoming because i'm like i'm scrolling through your wikipedia and it's just you know kieran sprint kieran sprint kieran sprint and then the next thing you know um you know you're doing the classics (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah so like, so where did that transition yeah, come in? so that's like the transition as a junior from road cycling to becoming a sprinter and then it was around 2000 uh and then i i got second and at the olympics in 2004 i i become world champion sprinter mm-hmm. and then i said okay uh already then i spoke with uh with the rabobank team about um because i still had connections there uh about coming back to the road because I, I had, uh, I was training with them also as a junior. Um, but then I said, okay, yeah, I'm not really ready, uh, to, to go back because, uh, yeah, I still want to become Olympic champion. So I tried that for another four years. Uh, I stayed on a track for another four years. And then after Beijing, we spoke again, uh, again with my coach, with my trainer who was uh, still with Rabobank there. Um, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, maybe now it's the time to do it. I was 25 at that time. And, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, I, uh, I went basically, I went back to the road, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, I, I, as a junior, I knew uh, what it is like as a, yeah, as a road cyclist, I saw some of my, um, the guys I rode with as a junior, they became professional, um, yeah, I knew I knew what to do, and uh, so I just gave it a go. And uh, and also, it, it was more like if I don't do it now, it's I, I can never. Um, yeah, I will always be a track sprinter, and I will never be a road uh, professional. You know, and that was always 
yeah, as a young kid, you dream also uh, of becoming. I also dreamt uh, becoming a, a road professional. You know. Yeah. So that was the uh, basically the last moment for me to give it a go, and um, yeah, the plan was just try it one one year, and see how you feel and uh, how it goes. And if it feels good, you you stay on the road. If it doesn't feel good, you come back the next year on the track and start from kilo again, and then work towards London Olympics. But um, yeah, it was I won pro races then, and uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. You know, it was yeah. I, I enjoyed it so much. Um, it's much more diverse as a sport than. A track cyclist, yeah. Track cycling, you have world championships. If you do well there, your year succeeded. If you don't get a medal or you don't become world champion, your year is is bad, you know. Yeah. But on the road, you you have several opportunities to win a race. And yeah, if you if you win as a sprinter four or five uh, pro races, you've done well, you know. And uh, yeah. there is always next week or next month you have another chance to to win a race and that makes it a little bit more easy than if you compare it with uh with track sprinting yeah and so when when did you decide so you because you came back to track sprinting full gas because i think when you started there was there was still a little bit of crossover but now nowadays everything's so specified even down to the team pursuit i mean the team pursuit guys are really struggling even in the world tour levels because it's so the specificity yeah. is so high yeah yeah um, so when did you make the decision to kind of leave the road, come back to the track, and why? Um, well, you had the the 2016 Olympics coming in uh, in Rio, mm -hmm. and I was always a little bit uh, riding on the track, uh, endurance uh, events, stuff like that. And uh, my last year, I rode with uh, MTN Quebeca. Mm -hmm. I had a horrible year on the road, like uh, a few bad crashes. I did Tour of California. I crashed in the descent and I, I, I totally, yeah, uh, not the broken collarbone, but uh, all the ligaments are cut oh, off and stuff AC, like that. The AC yeah, separation. AC joint, yeah. yeah, separation. And uh, I, uh, yeah, it was in a descent and um, I went too fast in, in the corner, yeah. a pretty fast corner. And I, I had to break in the corner because otherwise I was flying out. But oh, yeah. then my back back wheel locked and I just flipped over and landed on my head and shoulder. And uh, I went to a hospital there. Very special uh, experience also. American hospitals was was nice. <laughs> what do you what do you have to say about it? You can say you can say the nicest and the meanest things. I gotta know. Cause like I you know like it, the, the hospital, everything was perfect. Yeah. And um until I got the bill of the <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. so yeah that, that was that, that was that was uh i i went i had a i had a surgery they said yeah. oh, we know what to do and um we put a hook plate on your on, on your collarbone and your uh, acromion is hanging on the it goes like this on your collarbone then down yeah. and then uh, and then your acromion is hanging on the point there yeah and uh and yeah, it's very good uh procedure i said yeah, okay let's do it <laughs> so they uh, operation directly same day next morning i wake up they want me out of the hospital i have to i have to go yeah. out and uh within so it was like within 24 hours i had to leave 
Yeah. But I was still sick of the, how do you say? Drugs the, and anesthesia. Yeah, the yeah. Anesthesia. So I, I tried to get up out of my bed, but directly I had to vomit. So I had oh, to man. lay down. So I yeah. waited for one hour and then they say, ah, oh, you have to go, you have to go. <laughs> and again, I tried to get up and I can walk a little bit. And they yeah. say, okay, let's go, let's go. And uh, Swanny from the team, he took me in the car and we drove back to, I think, LA. Uh, I, I'm not yeah. sure. And um, and on the highway, I got sick so many times. I had to stop the car. <laughs> I had to vomit. Oh, rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a couple, I think a day later or a couple of days later, I fly back to uh, to Europe. Yeah. And then I got an email from the hospital of the of the bill and it was it was like hundred thirty thousand dollars something yeah like i i I couldn't believe it i was like what is this is is this a joke or something (laughs) yeah did you guys like end up working it out or like figuring it out or like then then i was like okay uh i have now i have to ask my uh my insurance yeah and uh, so I sent a message to the insurance. I said, yeah, this is the bill. I had a crash in America. And then he says, uh, yeah, you're not, you're not insured in America. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, oh, no, this, this is not good. This is not good. And then um, luckily, I was, I was double insured. Uh-huh. Um, because before in Holland, when I raced for a Dutch team, I still I had to be insured in Holland. And this insurance I still had. Uh, I tried to stop it, but it yeah, didn't work out. And yeah, uh, for a couple of months, it moved on. But yeah. I thought, okay, I have this insurance uh, still, maybe. Uh, I asked them and they say, yeah, you are insured in the US and you have to send the, the bill to us and then we take care of it. So directly oh, wow. I send the bill. There you go. <laughs> and, and they took care of it. And uh, so I was, yeah, I was terrified. I was terrified. Yeah. And I, I was Googling like, is, is this true, you know, like, uh, how can this be possible? And then I find on the internet so many horror stories of people, yeah, kids, they had an injury or something and people get, going bankrupt because of this. Oh, yeah. So uh, It's even yeah. out of, they have, they have this thing called out of network. And so, like, if I, if I crash here in Colorado, I'm covered in Colorado. But if I go to T-Town, per se, and let's yeah. say I do the same thing and I need surgery immediately and I can't get on a plane, I yeah. might not be covered in T-Town. So my insurance won't cover it completely in T-Town. So you're still in the US, but they still won't cover it. And then on top uh, of that, on top of that, you know how you said you were doubly insured? If I was yeah. doubly insured, the government would fine me. I don't know why, but I, it's like supposedly you pay back taxes on being insured twice. It's insane. So you can have accident insurance, which there's a sponsor of this podcast called Spot, where essentially they'll cover up to $20,000 per injury, no deductible. And that's like a lifesaver. But I mean, if if you don't have that, I had, I mean, when I broke my collarbone, $12,000 bill, and that was with insurance. With insurance. It's insane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. And so it's wild times with healthcare over here, my friend. (laughs) but uh, but, yeah but we got good cheeseburgers i guess Uh, i mean make up (laughs) that's true yeah it's it's also a beautiful country yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. and uh, and california the tour of california yeah it's just uh, amazing one of the the best races on the calendar yeah so um yeah but in the end in in the end i I went back to holland and i i had 
severe pain in my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And after two weeks, the pain didn't go away. I had to remove the hook plate again, and I had a different procedure. Um, uh, and they, 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 they put a sling or something. I don't know. Yeah. And after that, it went well. Um, so the whole, the whole operation was for nothing, basically. Oh man, <laughs> that is rough. So and after after I after that, the sh I was out for a long time because of the pain. And I tried yeah. to come back, tried to come back that year, and uh, I had yeah, it just was a horrible season. Um, I still was riding a little bit on the track, um, and I had a lot of fun on the track. And the Dutch sprint team, they were performing really well at that time, 2015. Um, but they didn't really have, or they had a good third man in team sprints. But I thought, yeah, if I, you know, step up and train for it, maybe I can be a good third man. And so, yeah, that I just, then I just decided, let's, let's go for that and let's try that. And I still had a year contract, uh, after, for 2016 with MTN Quebeca. Uh, but I gave that contract back. Um, and asked if I can, uh, so I got a reduced contract and I was able to go for the Olympics in Rio on the track only. Wow. So I was still on the, on their, uh, roster, but, um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I went to, in the end I, I made it, I went to Rio and, uh, yeah, my first international race was in Hong Kong. And then in 2016, February, I did the kilo in, uh, in London world championships. And there I finished, uh, finished second. Um, yeah, behind Eilers, and I did a one minute point four. So I was really happy with, uh, yeah, with my yeah, comeback. But in the end, um, uh, for sprint, I don't have the the how do you say the peak power and the yeah. and the force, you know, to to explode in such a short time. Yeah. But for for kilo, I'm. Yeah, I'm still good because you you have to produce uh, power over a longer period of time. Yeah. And for Kirin, I went to Japan. I did, did a lot of Kirin races. Yeah, Kirin was uh, also uh, yeah, a good event for me. I won a World Cup in uh, in Hong Kong. Also in London World Cup, I finished third. Um, and uh, yeah, also recently I did uh, I did a Grand Prix in Ghent, international yeah. Grand Prix, and the British were there also. So it was uh, yeah. Uh, was Jason Kenny and Jack Allen in the same yeah. meet, and uh, I beat uh, Jason Kenny. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 for, yeah, for the rolling watts, um, yeah, that suits me really well. And that was always in the past uh, the same, of course. Yeah. Um, but with my road, uh, yeah, kilometers, I I can push, uh, yeah, for uh, yeah for a longer period of time. Good watts, you know. What was but, Japan? What was Japan like? Like, how did that even come about? Like, who do you? Because it, it seems like a secret society, and so yeah, it's not yeah. like it's not like yeah. you can just it's not like you can just like send in a resume and be like, hey, I want to go to Japan. I feel like there's two men in suits at the end yeah. of a World Cup, and they wait for you to walk <laughs> yeah. out of the bus, and they go, you, yeah, and you almost yeah. think you're gonna get taken out by the mafia, but they're just like, they just yeah. hand you an invitation, and then you're on your yeah. way. So what's exactly. that like? Yeah, that that's um, exactly how you <laughs> uh, yeah how you say it's uh, yeah. I, I think exactly the same because sometimes for us when we have an invitation and we go to Japan we are there five six months yeah it's always a question who will be invited next year again yeah and 
yeah, nobody is certain that they will be invited again the next year, you know? So it's yeah. always a big question mark. And if you, for example, are there uh, a couple of years in a row um, and you have, yeah, you know these people at the office and blah, blah, blah. Um, you have to find out from others if you don't have an invitation. So oh, man. The, the, the others, they, they have an invitation. They yeah. say, do you have an invitation? And you don't have an, then you know it. <laughs> I don't get invited. <laughs> yeah. It's not like they send a message. Oh, thank you for uh, you being with us three years. But this year we did, we don't send you an invitation. They don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find out from others yeah. who are going, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's like um, it's a different sport, you know. It's uh, and, and yeah, very yeah, rich culture uh, in Karen, and uh, yeah, it's very unique uh, with the steel bikes, with the with the history of the races, with the with the, with the old cyclists who are still there commentating, for example, or analyzing the races. It's it's yeah, it's it's and even it's weather, crazy. like yeah. you guys race in the rain like yeah that's that's uh that's also really special but uh yeah. you get really used to it yeah. um because the tracks they are yeah big uh mm -hmm. 333 minimum then yeah. 400 and 500 so the the bends are uh, a little flatter a uh, little bit flatter and okay. uh and the surface is super grippy it's like okay. uh almost like a sandpaper uh yeah. surface so yeah. if you crash on the dry you have a problem oh, yeah <laughs> but like velcro but, uh, <clears throat> yeah with the rain um you have a lot of grip still so um yeah and then, uh, for the crashing yeah a lot of crashes happen but never really extreme that uh, people are super uh extremely injured or something and because they also wear a lot of protection uh, for yeah. the shoulders uh, they always wear tape on the legs like big big uh, plaster how do you say oh, yeah, yeah, big yeah. pieces like, of tape yeah, and yeah. over that they put a lot of baby oil so oh, wow. if they crash you yeah the first hit is yeah it's on the oil <laughs> then, <laughs> and then on the you're just the going through layers at that point yeah, you yeah, just hope yeah. you slow down before you hit the skin layer uh, exactly <laughs> exactly and then you have the pants they are also yeah a little bit thicker so yeah. um yeah so so what's next man i mean you said you said euros but um what is that what's your goals at Euro? i know you say it's not a big goal i mean because it's you know you got world championships galore olympic medals and and i know you you're a bit bummed about not making olympic selection but the dutch team is just insane like yeah I mean, it's crazy it's, it's it's insane and so um what's what's next for tail uh good question i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i have uh actually i have no idea at the moment um yeah. uh, of course uh, there are some options um i do for example uh a little bit uh reporter work for the for a dutch newspaper and uh analyzing uh discussing or uh yeah recording a podcast about uh for example at the moment uh, giro d'italia mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I still train. I have some goals, uh, sportive goals, like uh, the European Championships in uh, Minsk uh, in next month. Um, there are World Championships this year in uh, Turkmenistan. Yeah. It will be in October. But I heard already from uh, the boys from the national team that 
all of them, they want to try and make the team for the kilo. Yeah. <laughs> like Harry wants to ride a kilo in Turkmenistan, Jeffrey, Hoogland, uh, Bukli. Uh, so it will be uh, super difficult to make top two uh, if there are trials. Yeah. Make top two for the for the Worlds. Um, you, have, um, you have a new type of competition um uh, from the uci it's called uh track champions league yeah um so. that is maybe a, a a nice race to compete at and also in uh japan they are setting up um uh, a kirin series on the 250 meter track for oh, wow. international riders so uh, i don't know are you good in kirin no no, that's not my okay. I, I, team pursuit, kilo and pursuit. That's pretty much all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they try to have an international competition there, uh, ne- next to the nation cups and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that can be interesting because there is a lot of prize money to win. Oh yeah. Um, but it's still being set up and with Corona, it's uncertain if they can start, uh, this year. So yeah. maybe it will be next year. Um, and maybe it will be the year after that. So that is a little bit uncertain. If they say, okay, this competition will be October this year, I would say, okay, I, I would go to, I would go there and uh, compete there, you know? Yeah. Um, then that would be my goal, obviously. Um, but uh, everything is uncertain. Yeah. Also because of uh, Corona at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that. That, yeah. That, that basically. Um, no, that's cool, man. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, you ask anybody that question right now, and and I think even if they have goals <laughs> of going to Paris, they can't really tell you where they're going to go because they don't know what events are going to happen. I mean, Cali, yeah. Columbia just got moved to September due to the riots. I don't think yeah. it had anything to do with the, the coronavirus. And the, okay, okay. You know, and then there's protests about Tokyo. And so it's it's all wild right now and it's all yeah. up in the air. But uh but anyways, yeah. I have one last question to just throw you off um off your game a little bit is you know we ask everybody this question on the podcast. If you could have a cup of coffee with one person, dead or alive, so you can have coffee <laughs> with anyone, who would that person be? Ah, yeah, good question. Why and how would you take your coffee? And if you don't drink coffee, you can have a beer with this individual. Um, Well, in in Holland, um, um, there are a few Dutch riders. They become world champion in sprint. Yeah. And and the first guy in Holland, he became five times world champion sprint in the 30s and in the 20s, um, something like that period, 1920s, 1930s. And there is a very famous book written about him. Yeah. And uh, it's called uh, in the yeah in the center of champions or something in it yeah. translated to English. And uh, yeah, this book it describes a lot of his races. Like also in America, he goes on a boat to America, race there, stuff like that. You know. Wow. And um, yeah, I read this book when I started my career, and it's so many interesting things. Like hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but he describes a sprint uh it's it's nothing has changed you know how yeah. to ride a sprint and he describes his training program he describes what he eats you know for breakfast and stuff like that wow. 
his mental focus and stuff like that. And that is that was super. Uh, I learned a lot from that book, yeah. which was written, uh, I think, at the end of the 30s. Wow. So, yeah, this guy I would have a coffee with and uh, discuss his, uh, you know, his whole career, how he trained, uh, whatever. I want to know everything. Like yeah. equipment, for example, they dis- they describe the opponents, what crank lengths they use, what gear they use, um, wow. and what times they are riding. They, they ride the last 200 meters, 11 low, you know, like 11, yeah. one or 11, two, which is with open, pretty quick. Yeah, that is with, crazy with the kind pumps. of equipment. Like yeah. if you're thinking about it, like if you're thinking that, about their equipment, that's pretty quick. Yeah, that is, like, that is really fast. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, that would be, uh, his name is Pete Muscox, big Pete yeah. in America. They call them big Pete. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you, you should definitely Google, Google him, Google him. And, uh, yeah. it's very interesting, very interesting yeah. guy. No, I'll check that out. Yeah. No tail. Like I said, man, uh, you know, I looked up to you as I was, you know, coming up and riding. And so it's really cool to come across the bike that I've been looking for for the last six months, you know, everything's sold out and uh, yeah. to find out we have the same birthday. So that's crazy yeah, that's, as is too. So, so exactly 10 years difference then. 10 years, man. Yeah, exactly. 10 yeah, years. Yeah. So. I wish I was born in 93, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then no, I could maybe have still have a career in front of me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. But like I said, thank you so no, much for the, jumping on the podcast. What is that? And uh, enjoy the, the bike. So I, I will. Did, yeah. Uh, I still got to send you the pictures, man. Yeah. I did you two know? world cups with it and, uh, I did the uh, European championships kilo with it. And I think yeah. I did one minute points. Two, uh, I think one minute point two was my time with the bike. So, yeah. So, like I said, my goal with that bike is to beat your record in LA. So, oh, is that is that still the track record? It's still the track record. Really? It was what was it? Is that was a World Cup? <laughs> yeah. One, so, two thousand four, no. you set that. No, the World Championships was in two thousand five. Yeah. Is that when you set it? I think yeah, one hundred one point one. I think yeah. 101.16 or something. Yeah, so it's 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 a 101.1. The fastest I've gone on there is 103 low, and I did that in 2019. Uh-huh. And it's that's po- that's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah, in but grips. 101. It's still it's still a fast time, even it's for so me fast. also now. Yeah, yeah. So I did fast. it on 5014. <laughs> especially, <laughs> that's even funnier to think about. So especially yeah. with how slow that track is like a 101 uh, and i mean lamby lamby now he's just a madman but lamby did a 416 on that track um okay yeah and yeah so that's it's, good i mean so it's got some speed to it just find the right day yeah, yeah. Make it happen. i did uh i did preparation for that in uh sydney yeah and i went five weeks to sydney and uh there i did a lot of base training a lot of road so, yeah. uh, yeah, um, two times a week I did gym three times a week I did, uh, track and, uh, three times a week I did road with on a Saturday, a longer ride, like three or four hours. We ended with a four hour ride. Yeah. And then uh, we had, I had, a maybe a week easier and then we did the world cup in Sydney and I did, uh, a track record on 200 meter was, uh, 10 I think it was my, my maybe my best 200 meter I ever, I've ever done. It was also yeah. on 5114. And yeah, with that condition, I went back to Europe. And then from there, we trained a little bit. I went to LA 
But there, my condition was a little bit less already. I did 200 yeah. meter. It was the day after, the morning after the kilo. Uh, I did 1019, I think. Um, and the kilo, yeah, I did. Uh, I did a 101.1, just a little bit ahead of uh, Jason Quilly. Yeah. And uh, I put on a, a small gear, and yeah, I tried. My goal was to open the first lap under 18 seconds. Jeez. And I did, yeah, I did uh, 79, I think. Jeez. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. you were moving quick, man. And I think. And I was really light because of the road. I was mm-hmm. also, I was maybe 81 or 82 kilos. So yeah. I was also super light. What do you sit at about right now? 85 now, 86, okay. 85. Yeah, a little bit fat. <laughs> hey man i understand man i'm about 90 kg so i understand the yeah the, yeah the all the dutch boys big man yeah like all the dutch guys 90 is a little bit their uh their weight but except yeah. for Oakland, he's uh yeah he's 96 95 yeah, yeah he's but a big he's unit a, he's a ball of muscle though yeah yeah uh, yeah there's no fat on that man he's got he's got six yeah. pack in his in his bicep man yeah um, yeah <laughs> But anyways, man, like I said, I don't want yeah. to keep you all morning and I thank you so or all afternoon for you, but I thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. And uh I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be chatting again soon, man. Other than that, take yeah. it easy. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Ciao.